Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. And welcome to JasonNewland.com. My name is Jason Newland. This is a hypnosis session. There may be background sounds which is actually okay considering it's what is basically, that's how it is. There are background sounds, it's windy outside, the windows are open, the windows are rattling a bit. person that lives above me is, I think he's playing his guitar, I can just about hear that a bit. There may be cars travelling past, so it doesn't really matter because There's different types of hypnosis and for me I quite like the gentle, just vague, chatty type of hypnosis where I can just talk, you can listen, if you choose to listen. And it's not so sterile as you may get elsewhere where there's absolutely no sound but just my voice you know which in an ideal situation maybe that would be what I would prefer but I also quite like the idea of this being a real situation because for example if we were in an office you came to me to see me in person, which I know that some people would like to, people that live in other countries and are unable to get, or you know, unable to travel halfway across the world, um, then you'd be sitting in an office which may well have background sounds, the office may be in the middle of a town centre where maybe some random person setting up and deciding to play the trumpet outside the building and these things these things do happen in town centers so the, the question is do we have to or are we going to allow those kind of things to get in the way of our development and our making the benefit 
making the most benefit of the experience that we share together. In the same way that if I cough or if I sneeze, those things could happen in a session in the same way that you could cough or you could sneeze. It just it doesn't mean that anything other than we're human beings. And even if it is jolting, it doesn't matter. Because you may listen to me because you want to go to sleep. And that's fine if listening to me sends you to sleep. But I do have specific sessions that are there for you for that. The insomnia sleep sessions, I've got quite, quite a few already recorded. So it's a long, it's a long <clears throat> introduction to this session, but that's okay. I think perhaps I should uh, name this session. That's okay. I think because I've said that a few times. And I used to have a dream years ago, back in probably 2000, maybe 1999, 2000, and that dream was that I'd be able to make a session, an audio session, where I could just talk and maybe even do a regular session, where I could just talk. And those that listen can take what they need from the session. That was my aim back then. And now, 14, 15 years later, um, I feel I'm doing that. I don't do that in every session. Sometimes I do spe go specifically you know, for a specific topic, for example, to stop smoking or uh, to reduce anxiety or for sleep. And then other times I'll be focusing on the ASMR whisper sessions so that people get both the benefits if they have uh, a heightened sensation to sound into whispers so they can get that pleasure plus the benefit of the hypnosis as well the pleasure of the relaxation as well and then there's the healing sessions that I do and again the healing hypnosis sessions I just talk Focusing maybe more on the body, more on the mind and the body and how you feel right now. How you can feel, how you have felt and maybe how you will feel. Or how you are feeling. And how that changes 
during the process of listening to me, during the actual time that I'm talking, certain aspects of your physicality can maybe start to change. And you know what? These things don't only happen in the individual sessions. Healing the hypnosis, you know, the healing doesn't only happen during a healing hypnosis. Sleep does not only increase and, you know, uh, you find yourself easily, easier able to sleep after listening to a, a sleeping insomnia session. It can happen if you listen to a session about stop smoking. Dropping habits, reducing, you know, limited thinking, changing the way you feel about certain things can happen even when you're not focusing on that specific thing. Because we're more than just individual thoughts. We're not one-dimensional. There's a lot more to us. And because everything is connected, one change leads to another change. It's quite amazing really, I think. I quite like it. And sometimes when you listen to me, especially when I do these random hypnosis sessions, maybe I'm going to call it that, is you don't know necessarily what I'm talking about. You might not know what I'm talking about specifically. You'll understand the words, you'll understand the sentences, but you might not know what my intention is. I might not necessarily have an intention, maybe. Who knows? And if I do, I may not mention it. But whatever intention I have, it's only going to be to benefit you. Not me, but you. It benefits me if you are benefited. That's the best way for me to be benefited, is for you to be happy with what you listen to, for you to benefit from what you listen to me and to make changes or to allow those changes to naturally happen because that's kind of how I feel hypnosis works in a way and there's lots of different ways of it working and it's not such a thing that it's just one thing there's different ways that hypnosis works and one of the ways is you know you focus on a thing specifically you know you want to stop smoking let's work on that let's focus on that thing let's come at it from different angles and we're going to keep going until it's done until 
you know, whatever urge he used to have is gone. Naturally, we just keep going until everything is completed holistically and naturally. So that you don't smoke anymore. And that's it. And it's not a big deal, you know, it's just, you don't do it anymore, that's it. In the same way as you don't pick your nose in public. You don't scratch your balls when you're on a first date. Or, I don't know, if you're a woman, I don't know what that, you don't pick the earwax out of your ears. You know, I'm just thinking of an example because women don't have testicles. So, you know, there's certain things that we don't do, perhaps, that we would have done when we were a child. If you see two small children on a date, you know, their manners won't be quite as good as perhaps adults. They may be better, but, you know. So we change, and it's not a big deal. I mean, I'll be honest, I've been on a few dates over the years and I don't think I've ever had to kind of remind myself over and over again, you know, to do certain things or to not do certain things. I've never had to write on my hand, remember Jason, don't pick your nose and eat it in front of her at the dinner table. It's never happened. I've never eaten it anyway, to be fair, but that's besides the point, because that's gross. I mean, that would be worse than smoking cigarettes. Smoke, oh, I'd write, oh, cigarettes, that's, that's kind of the equivalent of eating a bogey to me. And it's weird, those connections that people make as well. The connections between uh, something that's nice and something that's not so nice. Or something that maybe somebody enjoys doing but they don't want to do it anymore. Maybe because it's, I don't know, potentially causing them cancer or something. And they think, well, I don't want to do this anymore because I like seeing my grandchildren or my children, or I like being alive. So maybe to choose life over a cigarette. And that sounds dramatic, I know it sounds dramatic, to choose life over a cigarette. But when you consider the two options, you say, well, You kind of, kind of, it wouldn't be a difficult choice, would it? So if you're a grandparent, and, you know, you want to see your grandchild, and you've got a choice of seeing your grandchild open their Christmas presents, or having a Kit Kat, you can only have one or the other. But you love Kit Kats. You love them. 
I'm guessing that you're not going to have any problems by saying goodbye to the Kit Kat. And choosing to see your grandchildren or grandchild open Christmas presents or birthday presents or whatever presents they're opening. Because of the joy that you get from that. Especially if you've spent money on the present. You want to make sure that you get some, you know, emotional reward from that by seeing the smile. You want to give that up for the a chance to eat a piece of chocolate. Or maybe you would, I don't know. I can't tell anybody what to do. I can only guess. My guess is that you would choose what I said. In the same way things like smoking or alcohol. It sometimes amazes me that alcohol and cigarettes and chocolates are even available to be eaten and drunk and smoked. When none of it is really of any use to us. I mean, smoking itself, I mean the one thing I remember smoking used to increase my tension, used to increase my, st my stress levels, partly because I remember when I used to have to go outside and smoke, which has been the case for quite a long time whenever I've been working, and I haven't smoked for 14 years, but when I used to smoke before, still used to have to go outside and smoke where I worked. And there'd be a time limit. So I'd have maybe a 10 minute break or a 15 minute break. And I'd try and smoke two cigarettes in that time. I didn't feel rested. I didn't feel relaxed at the end of it. I felt tense. And I'd be like puffing on the last one, trying to get the last bit of smoke out before going back to work. And then, coming up to lunchtime or the next break, I feel tense and stressed because I wanted a cigarette. So, it's a bit pointless really and I don't want this to turn into a stop smoking session because it's not because I can't be bothered to do a stop smoking session I've done a few already and I can't really be bothered to do a specific one for that although maybe I need to maybe I will do maybe I'll do another one but I've done a few already I mean how much can we really say about the subject it seems quite funny really that something that causes so many deaths every year even needs to be like pointed out to people that maybe we need to maybe stop doing it. Alcohol as well. I don't drink now. Um, I used to. I don't drink anymore. Not since September 2013. And 
again, I'm not I'm not going to come from a uh, evangelical angle of you know I changed, you can change. Alcohol is the devil. You know you can move forward the way I did, and I'm not going to do any of that stuff. But alcohol just causes so much distress for people whether it's people that are addicted to alcohol whether it's the things that people do when they're on alcohol society seems to give an excuse you know I've never seen anger decreased by alcohol unless the person was so drunk that they couldn't move. I've never seen sexual uh, sexuality or sexual misadventures, whatever you want to call them, or affairs or whatever words you want to use sexual appetites maybe I've never seen anything like that reduced with alcohol unless of course the person is completely and totally sozzled to the point of not being able to really do anything or function so alcohol can lead to sexual misconduct it can lead to guess it can lead to thoughts turning into actions so the alcohol can't be blamed it's still the person that's doing it that is responsible for what they're doing but as once someone once said no one sober ever drinks and drives only drug people that do it and to start with it sounds like an obvious thing to say but generally only a drunk person would think it's okay to drink and drive and by that I mean being drunk drinking drunk but driving drunk not drinking and driving because in some places like where I live you can drink and drive but you can only drink up to buy about, about a pint of lager in some places you can't drink and drive at all I think in Scotland they've they've completely changed it so you can't drink or drive at the same time well you know within a limited time so alcohol other than all the deaths that are caused by violence and by accidents whether on the road, whether in cars or not all the health related deaths caused by addiction to alcohol and misuse It's another thing, why 
why have it available? Just one of those questions, I guess. I don't know if there's an answer. It's all about money, I suppose. Things like chocolate. We've definitely sold the idea, haven't we? The idea that chocolate is this cosy, fluffy, sexy little gremlin, little but not not a bad gremlin, but like a little moal or whatever it's called. You know, the, the thing that the that turns into a gremlin, but isn't a gremlin to start with. In the film, the Gremlin film. Nice and fluffy and cute, it makes a little sings. That's my impression, not a very good one. That's what chocolate is. That's what burgers are, fast food, McDonald's, KFC, ice cream, cakes. Fizzy drinks, all those things, they're just like these little fuzzy, cuddly little things, which then turn into gremlins inside our arteries, inside our heart, and end up killing us. Not a very happy chat this is it. So it's not really a happy furry little creature as much as maybe we thought. Because if it ends up causing blockages in the arteries, then it's a damage, isn't it? It's, it's a poison. If someone offered a Kit Kat to you, and don't worry, I've not got anything about, against Kit Kats, I like them. But if someone offered you a Kit Kat and said, you can have this Kit Kat now but it will kill you uh, in a week's time. What would you say? Well, I think most people would probably say no. I think a lot of people would just laugh at that because it was so ridiculous, but I think most people, if they actually took it seriously, would say no. If you offered someone some uncooked chicken, saying to them, this is going to taste beautiful, but it's uncooked. You won't know it's uncooked when you start eating it. But you'll know about it in about three hours 
or two hours time or maybe even an hour depends on how quickly your system works maybe even quicker than that but you, it would feel lovely, you'll really enjoy it you may end up in hospital with food poisoning but you're definitely going to have food poisoning and it's going to make you very 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 ill but it'll taste nice now what would you say? I'm guessing the answer would be no and probably a few swear words as well I sometimes think that maybe we need to be a bit more drastic with the way we do things maybe you know have cigarette companies and say to them we alone you can you can sell cigarettes but you can only sell them if you employ people that have got terminal cancer and you pay those people huge amounts of money and you can only buy them if you go to the hospice so basically you have to go to the hospice to buy the cigarettes and you get served by people that are on drips that are going through chemotherapy and they'll be behind the counter saying what would you like And you could even get to the point where the only brand that is available is the brand that that person used to smoke. That's if they used to smoke, of course. I wonder if that would affect smoking. I wonder if that would affect the amount of people that smoked, if that would reduce it. If the only place that you could buy cigarettes was at your local hospice. So you had to travel there. You had to walk through the wards seeing the people at the end of life. you do would you stop smoking because you know what I don't think it would be very pleasant just the guess in fact I think it would be unpleasant to a level of extreme distress when even thinking about buying a cigarette even to the point where you kind of 
feel like you've already decided that you have to go to the hospice and walk through and see the things that you don't want to see see things that you never want to see and you never want to really believe that that could ever happen to you or anyone that you care about even though the reality is that every time you open a new pack of cigarettes you're facing that that building maybe you're inside that building buying those cigarettes from somebody that maybe lives in that building and something changes within you something changes deeply within you where you're not just kind of toying with the idea of well, maybe I should stop smoking, maybe not it becomes it doesn't even become a choice anymore in the same way as you know, making sure that the water is the right temperature you don't stand under a cold tap or a cold um, shower rather unless you're really short you could stand under a cold tap <laughs> but very, very few people would purposely stand under a cold shower Very few people would eat raw meat, you know, like raw pork or raw chicken, something that you know is pretty much potentially very, very dangerous. To your health and to your life. So I guess it's about decisions, it's about what decisions do you make, what decisions are important to you. What do you feel you need to do to make those changes, to really, really become something different you know to uproot yourself from that limited thinking that maybe you used to have allow yourself to travel allow yourself to spread those roots to get more in touch with the possibilities that you have the real possibilities of a future that you wish to have instead of this set idea of what maybe it's going to be like 
when, maybe, it's going to be very different. Maybe it's going to be very exciting for you. And you really do have something to look forward to. Something amazing. Maybe something outstanding. And you know this session started off I didn't even know it was going to be a hypno-chats session, which it has been. I didn't know what it was going to be. Quite often I don't know. I just sit down, turn the microphone on, hope for the best. And I started talking about some stuff. didn't know what I was going to talk about. Talked about cigarettes for a bit, talked about alcohol, talked about chocolate. Then I came back to cigarettes again. Talked about cakes. Came back to cigarettes. So I kept seeing to coming back to cigarettes and habits, which is a limited behaviour. Whatever the habit is, whether even positive habits can be limiting in the sense, this, if that's all you do. You know, reading is a great, a great habit to have, but it can be limiting if it stops you from having any kind of a social life, or if you don't ever see anybody, or if you only ever read, you know, a certain type of book, it can be limiting, because maybe you're missing out on other types of books that you could be reading. So, I guess we're coming to the end of this session. I haven't done a, a session for a while, for about a week or so, um, due to ill health. And I'm glad my voice has pretty much stayed okay. So I've not been coughing pretty much throughout, which is nice been a few noises here and there, a few sounds, which is okay, that's just how it is. I didn't video myself with this one because I've not long been out of bed and I prefer just to record it on the microphone, it's just easier. Besides being easier, it's a better sound and also I can... Uh, it's a smaller file so I can upload it a lot quicker so that's enough from me so you take care and uh, please leave a message and a comment thank you bye